Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. Well, how about this? Back-to-back shows. We're going to lead off with some breaking news. Oh, no. This breaking news does not have to do with K-State specifically, as in K-State football, but it has to do with a former Wildcat. That's fine. What do you got? Well, we let off Wildcat Insider yesterday with, we were just going to jump right into the loss to Iowa State, how bad the defensive performance was, with its tackling, and the snow game, which we were hoping to be very memorable, something to tell your grandkids about. Oh, it's memorable. All now right. we want to forget about it. Yeah, for sure. You know what? We didn't hit this yesterday. Let's go ahead. Uh, oh, and there should be a breaking news button there somewhere. When you find it, hit it. Breaking news. No, this doesn't have to do with the cats. It actually has to do with the Chiefs. Joe Montana's coming back. Oh. No, 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 no. K-State related. Oh, yeah. Byron Pringle. No. They could use him. Echo Boydo has been signed to the 53-man roster. Hey! And Echo Boydo will get his shot. He will finally get his opportunity with the Kansas City Chiefs on the active roster after spending this entire time on the practice squad. Um, They aren't converting him to receiver, are they? <laughs> I don't think that's the plan. Okay. Uh, j- just, you know, I mean, I know that they need the help, but. All hands on deck. <laughs> Congratulations to a fantastic young man. That is great news. I think I I can say for everybody here, we are so proud and just happy for him. Yeah, Can't the news, news literally came out 10 minutes ago. That's awesome. Yeah, 10 minutes ago, Echo Boydo now officially on the 53-man roster. Not sure for how long or... Right on. You know, I don't know the entire story quite yet. It, it just came out now. Um, so there'll be two cats <sighs> now on the active roster with Felix Anudike Uzama. Nice. All righty. Okay, that's good. And I think, actually, isn't Nick Bolton getting ready to come back as well? Yeah, like a wrist or something, right? I think he's getting ready to return to practice. I think Andy Reid said something about that. Nick Bolton is a 
pretty solid player mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so he'll. I think he's going to be activated off injured reserve, but right on. That's cool and all, but I'm only just worried about Echo and, it's, and it's, Felix. It's and, not like the defense has been the problem anyway. You know the defense who, not too bad. Who thought we'd say that about the Chiefs? Great googly moogly. Hey, Never how many? In a million years. But didn't the Chiefs only have one drop against the Raiders? Yeah, look good. Look well. Besides the first half, I've, that I first know, quarter was awful. Oh my! God. Well, the first quarter was awful. Awful. Kansas City was needing second half offense. Yeah. And let's see. I think Kansas City. What was the run they? Because they gave up. What was it? Fourteen nothing to the Raiders. Uh huh. And then Casey went on a thirty-one to three run. Yeah, they went. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. And got it done. And now. Um, in the driver's seat. <laughs> Pat Mahomes has won just as many games in Allegiant Stadium than the last two Raiders coaches. They, I think they've all won. The last two Raiders coaches had won four games at home, and now Patrick Mahomes has won four games at Allegiant Stadium. Yes, but you have to qualify who the first of those two was. I mean, Josh McDumb, anyway. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny, really, when you think about where the Raiders, like where they were in the 60s, 70s, 80s, like how far this franchise has really fallen. They were, I mean, they, they were amazing back in the day and now just the laughing stock of mm-hmm. the NFL. It's, it's sad. It's uh, The league's better when they're good, I think. I, they, I wish, I, I want them to be good. Because I want a little competition for the Chiefs. Come on. I'm just happy for Echo. I mean, yes. when he when he got picked up for from the Chiefs, that was already a crowded cornerback room, secondary room. But he still had merged as like, hey, this guy is an undrafted free agent. He's actually performing really well. He actually, I mean, I, I think people would say he outperformed Felix mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to preseason games and training camp it took Felix a while to really come into his own and he started out banged up anyway mm-hmm. but Echo when he arrived I mean it, it was catching people's attention Ready he was go. playing just better he really was um, and even as a potential undrafted free agent maybe even maybe like and this is a big maybe like being considered a draft pick that came pretty late mm-hmm. he showed off during the pro day and he caught a lot of attention. The Chiefs picked him up. He's a Lawrence kid. And now this could be a shot. Who do the Chiefs have next? Green Bay this uh, Sunday night. There you Ooh-wee. go. So, and that'll be at Har- Arrowhead, right? Yes. And a chance for him. No, uh, no, sorry. It's at uh, Lambeau. Oh, well, hey. I mean, if you get to make your debut in Lambeau, that's not a bad place either. <laughs> Pretty awesome. And Jordan Love's one of those guys going to serve up some interceptions chances call it right now pick six echo yeah two of them i think probably two of them yeah Yeah. sure let's go for it just blow up on the scene come on echo welcome to the game i'm mitch fortner with troy coverdale david g owen burke with us uh over in the other studio running our board and the phone number is 537-1350 another one of those busy shows our number one we have a meet the wildcast with philip brooks Jabroni of the week is full of jabrones from college football. Mitch Palm against Or Roberts in our number two. Gave away those tickets yesterday. Now it's just previewing the game, which is tonight, 7 o'clock from Bramlage Coliseum. The Cats will be hosting Or Roberts. 
Summit League, uh, they're picked to go second. (laughs) The 900-foot hands-together statue. the giant statue. I forgot about that. You know, when it comes to D1 colleges, Ole Roberts might be the one— the founder of their college only died like 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, like Liberty's probably older than Oral Roberts, right? I mean, I will always remember being courtside opposite the benches, but the media row is down so that you are looking uh, almost like what the NCAA does with the raised floors now for the like NCAA. Minnesota, the for barn. The, yeah, know? exactly. And having a player literally just about go sailing over us. <laughs> Sports Info Director and I are hanging on for dear life, <laughs> trying to keep him from falling down on equipment. You ever have that happen? I, I mean, you called a ton of basketball games, I'm mm-hmm. sure, courtside. Have you ever had an actual player like fly all up into your stuff? Oh, yeah. And knock oh, everything yeah. over? Oh, yeah. A few times. That is actually never happened to me. Oh, Other than tonight, Marquise Noel. Yeah, yeah. Come on, baby. Well, the yeah. thing is, this microphone, this big microphone's in front of me. That could really hurt if you land on that. Yeah. Weirdly, that foreign objects. Oof. Those foreign objects really hurt. Uh, but Marquise Noel almost went flying. He decided to just hit check the scores table instead of jumping over. But he made the save, <laughs> and he got the. Bu- it was remember that save. It just went flying in the air and. Key just jumped at midcourt and caught it, oh, and then yeah. I think it's Desi. Maybe Desi finished it off. Yeah, but they it, got points out of it. It's been a running gag with a friend of mine who was the uh, indoor football coach up in Lincoln. In that, we were field side for our press locations. So we were up against the boards, and he ran a sweep, and that sweep, of course, comes leading right into the boards and proceeds to knock things off because of the amount of give into our broadcast table. So we kind of get it reconfigured, and here comes the sweep again. <laughs> Don't make him mad. I'm like, what did I do to you, Jose? Come on. Well, guys, uh, also in hour number two, we're going to be speaking with K-State volleyball coach Jason Mansfield about season number one under his belt, why the Cats did not make the NCAA tournament, get his reaction to that, but guys, I felt like it would be can, uh, it would be appropriate to lead off with now officially ushering in the new era of K State football. Come on down, Avery Johnson, <laughs> Sunshine Number Five. This job is officially yours. Wow! It is Avery Johnson's team. It is now the Avery Johnson era at Kansas State with Will Howard announcing that he'll enter the transfer portal yesterday. Did you ever notice how that drum line at the start of it actually also sounds like ballroom blitz? (laughs) That's true. That is true. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure there's been a lot of, you know, drum beats like that in a lot of famous songs. Sure, but... but Can anybody tell me who uh, performs this song? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Katrina and the Waves. Would you have ever guessed that, Owen? No. Not in a million years. Oh. You need to spend some time listening to Sunny 102.5. <laughs> yeah. Shameless plug right there. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Tune in. I was trying to think of like, all right, his nickname's Sunshine. Does he? Yeah. Should he get a theme song? Well, this is the first one that popped in my head other than uh, Beatles. I just hope Here comes the sun. not this. Because, A, he don't know who this is. Well, you, you know. don't want John Denver, Sunshine on My Shoulders. 
No. What about the future so bright? I gotta wear shades. I like that song. Yeah, there you go. All right, so Will Howard, um, you know, it's interesting that Mizzou popped up as like one of his potential landing spots. Mizzou? What are they? Does Drinkwitz have a plan? For, is Brady Cook now going to exit or something? What's the plan there? Oh. I don't think that's uh, nah. I don't think that's the plans there in in, uh, in Columbia. No, I I have heard Notre Dame. I keep Notre Dame has been the rumor. Mm-hmm. Penn State has been popped, but on three reported Mizzou. There's Auburn, Kentucky, Louisville, Washington are like the five oh, right now that where you could possibly. So it rumors completely far and away from what was uh, originally put out there in Notre Dame and Penn State. Jeez. Louisville, Washington off that list are strong candidates, honestly. Uh, Auburn, I don't. Why Why would you, after that debacle on Saturday? Yeah. I mean, it's Auburn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Will Howard's going to get himself a, a Power yeah, 5 I know. landing spot wherever he decides to go if he does, you know, Wherever he decides to go, we're all going to support him. But now we transition into from one era to another, the previous era where after what all Will Howard did, he could just never earn the respect of everybody that rooted for K-State. And now we transition into a quarterback that everybody has believed in before he took his first snap at (laughs) K-State. He has everybody's support. Everybody loves Avery Johnson. And K-State fans, I got to say, you know, this is the moment I guess we've been waiting for. Whenever it came, we were ready for it. And that is when the bowl game does arrive, if it is the Pop-Tarts Bowl or somewhere else, Avery Johnson will be getting his first career start for the K-State Wildcats as a true freshman. Now, he has already proved to be a pretty talented kid in a very interesting way where they developed a package for him in the Mizzou game. It was a little bit of a run play here and there, some QB draws, QB keepers, but it wasn't much more than that. Some struggles come into play at Oklahoma State for Will Howard, and everybody was begging for Avery Johnson to get a shot, but the coaches felt that that wasn't the appropriate time to throw him into the fire and try to lead a comeback because that would essentially have been a benching of Will Howard. Then the Texas Tech game comes up. Will leads K-State to three points in the first two drives, and Avery Johnson has the game of his life. Yeah. They now switch possessions in the TCU game, but Will Howard was the better quarterback in that game. And then basically from there on out, because of a fumble from Avery Johnson in the Houston game, mm. it was Will Howard's team from there on out. Mm. Will Howard essentially earned his job back by just outperforming over the true freshman. Now, I, I mentioned earlier that, or yesterday's show, that Will leaving, this now becoming Avery Johnson's team, you know, we may never know the whole story there and just the decision-making there. But really, when it comes down to both sides, it's probably a good thing for both sides. Will Howard can go somewhere where he doesn't have a, a freshman or, you know, who'll then be a sophomore breathing down his neck, not having probably the full support of the fan base, Avery Johnson can take over, his era can start, and Will can get a fresh start somewhere and try to build his pro football resume with one final year somewhere else. We can, we can transition without drama. Let's be real. If Will stuck around for another year, 
the fan base would have lost it. They weren't going to stand for Avery sitting around for one more year. And plus, you worry about, does Avery get frustrated and then decide to take off? Well, there, was, there was too much drama on the line, too much, too many issues on the line, if Will Howard did stick around. And let's throw some initials into this, because I heard a little chirping about this as well. NIL. Some of the NIL folks may have applied some pressure in the situation as well. And, yeah, it's always such, possible, yeah. Such is the nature of now donors involved with NIL and wanting to get what they want. That's interesting. I, I didn't. I, I had not heard of that. That's a really interesting scenario to play out. I'm not saying it's true. I'm just yeah, saying yeah, that yeah, it's yeah. that it. Yeah, you, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Absolutely. Which is why it got brought up as a little chirp but at least will still earn himself like as soon as he jumped in and said he's into the portal guess who became the number one yes. sought after quarterback yeah. yep uh when the portal officially opens was in monday when it officially opens will howard is the number one quarterback that is going to be wanted at this point in time in the transfer portal i mean there's a number of big 12 quarterbacks that are in there now tyler shuck can't even touch will howard he's too injury prone um blake shapen he can't touch Will Howard, uh, although I will say Blake Shapen made the right decision to get out of Waco. Mm -hmm. Get out of there. They're now going through another offensive coordinator change. <laughs> Dave Aranda, I mean, Baylor fans are upset that Dave Aranda wasn't canned. Bailing water right now is what Baylor is doing. Oof. Bailing water out of that boat. Yeah, things right now aren't good. It's a good thing basketball season is around because <laughs> yeah. Baylor basketball is going to be really good on both men's and women's basketball. Football, they need, to, they need something to steal their attention away from football. Basketball is going to do that. It's a little bit messy in Waco when it comes to football. Mm -hmm. Will Howard is a stud who's going to find a very solid landing spot. But now everybody, you know, is everybody happy now that this is the Avery Johnson era? You know, I think that's the best way to ask it, really. Is everybody finally happy that it is the Avery Johnson era? Because there are were, were people that felt Will was in the way of K-State playing its best football. I I would never go that way. I would never go that way when it's a true freshman who was yes here in the spring but had the opportunity to learn from a seasoned vet in Will Howard. I think one of the things that stands out to me about the way that this season played out, there was that stretch where yeah, Avery looked like a world beater, but when came down to uh, getting into the third quarter specifically in the TCU game when they were alternating back and forth and just before halftime. There were series where some things that TCU did to adjust showed that Avery had some throws that he still needed to work on or some recognition that still needed to be worked on. And those were the type of hiccups that I don't know that any of us really would have accepted on a full basis during the course of this year because of the expectation of being a championship caliber ball club. And, you know, would you put Avery in that situation learning on the job and still expect to be a championship, a championship uh, challenging team? 
this could be debated forever about the what ifs of this K-State season where K-State lost four games by one possession. Should you have put Avery Johnson in the game? Listen, I'm always going to be Will Howard over Avery Johnson in those situations. I will say, though, what is now exciting is now with the bowl game and Avery Johnson being the number one guy, and he may be the only quarterback available for the bowl game. We'll explain that here a little bit. We'll explain that here in a little bit. But now you're going to get 100% full-on, full playbook. What can he do, Avery Johnson, without interruption? Mm -hmm. No worry about him leaving the game. He will have to figure it out if he makes mistakes or – we just don't know. But it is exciting now that we're going to get Avery Johnson full-on start to finish for a bowl game against a Power 5 opponent at a neutral site, and let's see what he can do. Bowl games, they're not what they used to be. We're now in an era of, okay, we are guys are going to opt out. It'll be interesting to see who does stick around for the bowl game. It sounds like from a Connor Riley tweet that potentially the whole offensive line will stick with it and, and play through the bowl game, which is very interesting. That's awesome. Because I would assume Cooper Beebe could just say, hey, I'm a, I'm a first-round draft pick. I'm going to sit this one out. But we're going to see what this potential is all about with Avery against – you know, whoever it's going to be in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. Do you, is there, <laughs> this, like, Will Howard, like, I feel like if you looked at his stats and then you looked at what he's done, like, in his career, you would go, that guy's obviously a fan favorite. Everybody, like, he's a great guy, great leader. He says all the right stuff. He does all the right things. He's, he, it's like, the prototypical guy who you want on a quarterback. He's hitting the the transfer portal, and he's the number one sought-after right now, number one sought-after quarterback. Why wasn't it good enough for us? If you had to give an answer, was there a game that you felt like Will Howard, he screwed up and lost us the game? Is there a game where you go, somebody else in, the other, uh, in that seat would have done better? I know for a fact... For one thing, the Texas game, you cannot pin that on him. I didn't think he played – I thought he played fantastic. And I didn't. I thought at the end he just ran out of gas. But I thought, if anything, those two defensive tackles, you know, like they, they, they won that game for them. They really screwed things up, especially in that first half uh, for, 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 for K-State. I didn't think it was Will Howard. Is there a game, though, that you think in your mind it would have been better to have Avery in there than, than Will? I wish my memory was that good. If we're just talking about this year, um, I'm trying to go over all the scenarios. Would have been better to have Avery and then Will Howard. Oklahoma State would be the only one that you could even consider it, I would say. Well, and especially... Uh, Other than I know people want to talk about Saturday night. Well, the reason is because, because of Oklahoma State, that game, the reason is because Avery had played in the previous game. Right. So we just expected that Avery was going to play at some time and at some point. I would say maybe the Oklahoma State game, because of the expectation that he was going to play, we were expecting, all right, they gave him some run plays against Mizzou. Uh, or I should say two games prior to that. Mizzou, we, we didn't see Avery against UCF, but could we see him against Oklahoma State? I think there was an expectation to see him. And then he didn't play. And then I thought the fans, okay, were a bit upset because Avery could have been a spark there. At that point in time, I was very pro playing Avery, but not replacing Will, if that makes sense. Right. 
because the offense desperately needed a spark and and Avery didn't play. So I would say at that point in time, I understand the situation sure. of, okay, you're down a score. This is a raucous environment. You need to go with the seasoned vet who has been there before. But I feel like Avery could have handled that. Mm-hmm. Avery just seems incredibly mature to go into in that environment and try to play his best football. Right. But you also like you don't want to shake the true freshman's confidence. So I don't know. Maybe at that point in time, yes. But that was also in the moment as well when I thought that way. Meanwhile, I had the flip side of a thought, and that is that we probably could have done a better job especially the Houston game comes to mind with the fumble that you mentioned earlier at protecting his red shirt. I was never worried about the red shirt because when it's done, the last two games that count against him now were games in which he basically was in for mop up duty in one Baylor and the other where he saw very limited snaps, the Houston game. We need to take our first break. When we come back, we'll explain why Avery might be the only quarterback available because, of course, three transfers. Why Avery might be the only available quarterback in the bowl game, we'll explain when we come back. We are back on the game. It's Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G., and uh, Owen Burke. We have transitioned now into the Avery Johnson era here at K-State. I played Walking on Sunshine, and I guess the room didn't necessarily <laughs> feel that was the best theme song for Will Howard, so or for Avery Johnson. I, mm, just a little dated, and I really hope he didn't hear it. Hey, what, I mean, watch, watch how you say dated. I mean, just, you know. Watch how you say dated. I did a Google search for songs that feature sun or sunshine, and uh, there's yeah. a lot of old songs there that popped was, up. There was, yeah. What about... Um, you uh, feel my sunshine by Lynn, that song. Dunk, dun, 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 dun. Oh, I, I steal my steal sunshine. my sunshine. Yeah, feel my sunshine. Feel my sunshine. There was that, an old. That's uh, another matter altogether, right there, uh, man. Uh, what? Blanking on the the title of this song, but there was a door song off Morrissey Hotel. God dang oh. it! Uh, now I'm blanking. Anyway, dude, it, just play the doors. <laughs> So Avery Johnson will make his uh, official first start for K-State in the bowl game, whatever that is. Of course, the projection right now is the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Last four home games, Pop-Tarts Bowl has been on hand to watch the Cats play. They even had a representative there that came to the press conference after the Iowa State mm-hmm. game. I was told, though, there were three reps for the Liberty Bowl there. I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. And, Keep I, it moving. And I explained it on Power Kid Game Day. Like, I would rather go to the Liberty than Texas Bowl just as a tourist-slash-football fan. Um, Memphis can be a cool town. Men- uh, Houston really does nothing for me. Oh. Um but it's also a crappier environment, like it's like can, stadium can we, and setup. For yeah, can can we get Houston's stadium placed in Memphis? That's the challenge. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Liberty, Liberty Bowl, call us when you get all your renovations done. Then we'll maybe think about it. Oh, right? there are some folks though bitter that you that anybody would insult their stadium. I saw that. <laughs> really? Isn't oh, it yeah. one of the oldest stadiums? Yeah. It is. In college football or something yeah, like it's that. Not even, like, come on. This isn't a Wrigley Field. I mean, which explains everything. Exactly right. Yeah. This isn't Fenway Park. No, man. Like, no, but it, but it also helps us explain the dump down the road. And Fenway does have a bowl game. 
you know, it that dump down the road is also one of the oldest in college football. Uh, so here's the situation at quarterback now because you have, okay, Will Howard, Jake Rubley, Rubes, uh, Adrian Lara uh, are all going to be going into the transfer portal. So that's three of your five QBs in the QB room that are now going to be leaving and not available for the bowl game, of course. And so that leaves you with Avery Johnson, who is the future. He is the sunshine. <laughs> he is the future Heisman Trophy winner. He's Katrina in the waves. <laughs> and uh, Good God. And then you have Jacob Knuth, who was previously at Minnesota. He was there on an academic scholarship and then transfers to K-State. After actually K-State did offer him, they recruited him. He visited K-State. He visited when Aggieville had that shooting at Tubby's. Oh, my God. He was there that weekend. And he was like, I'm not coming here. <laughs> and they choose his fleck in, in Minnesota. Ugh. Well, he was there for one year, and then he transfers here on as a walk-on. So according to NCAA rule, because of that whole situation, he's on academic scholarship, now he's a walk-on, I guess he has to – K-State will have to apply for a waiver to get, to, to get permission for him to play. What you have is a technicality matter with the NCAA – because he was on an athletic scholarship at Minnesota, came here on an academic scholarship, the way that the rule is structured is that you have to sit out a year. It's the old transfer rule just applied in a way that right now makes it a little thin for K-State at quarterback. Well, and it's also like well done by the coaching staff to bring him in in that last offseason to finish out the five in the QB room, because uh, I'm sure this was anticipated. When Avery Johnson wins the second string job, and he comes in and he's already impressing in the spring and into the fall, he's proven to be a better quarterback than a Jake Rubley and, and Adrian Lara, you were expecting transfers. But you bring in Knuth, who you previously recruited, and now Knuth is going to battle for a backup job. Mm-hmm when this next offseason comes around in, in spring and fall. Um, and so, you know, you got the, the – blanking on the name. Uh, Barnett out of Colorado. Oh, yeah. Who, who had went, a monster season for yeah, Erie. Yeah, he mm-hmm. broke Christian McCaffrey's record for touchdowns in the state of Colorado at the high school level. Ooh. But he'll be coming in, and I'm sure K-State might try to go into the portal and find some sort of uh, – Guy that could battle for a backup job. But we're... Blake Barnett. Blake Barnett. I was blanking on his first name. But anyway, the situation for the bowl game is very interesting where Avery might be the only available quarterback for this game, which is like, hey, great. He could play the whole game. That's fine. What if Jacob Knuth doesn't get the waiver? Well, who do you leave? Who, who's left to play quarterback if something were to happen? Just in some crazy scenario, Avery doesn't play the whole game. Who do you bring in? Great question. Wow. Okay. Okay. Let me. Okay. Can I guess here? <laughs> well, I mean, and there's been no official word or anything from Casey. I'm oh. just going by who I know who used to be on the roster as a quarterback. Ah. And who's still on the roster. Okay. Um, First of all, I we gotta see Knuth, man, because I gotta see a, a quarterback wear twenty one. I like, <laughs> I want to see that from for K State so bad. I just I love when that happens. Um, so come on, Knuth. 
Make it happen, baby. Um, Philip Brooks would be my first guess at no. He's okay. So okay, let me take that back. Not my first pick, and never. Um, holy moly. Um, let's see here. Go ahead. Is there is there a waiver that they could fill out where Colin Klein could just throw the pads on for another game? Or? Uh, I mean, no, I'd be up for it. No, Deej, unfortunately, no. Deej, don't you have a couple <laughs> of years of eligibility I do, left? Man, man, listen, I'm going to tell you this right now. I can sling it. You used to you used to snap the football to a QB. What's actually I've, playing QB the difference? You know? I've got it's, this image of Belushi. Yeah, in the little chocolate donuts spoof ad on Saturday yeah, Night yeah, Live yeah. with the cigarette. It's just that it's Dave G standing in the pocket with the football in one hand and the cigarette in his lips. There's 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 a reason that I'm all time QB when we go out there, you know, because I'm just I got a couple bullets left in the old gun. Call call me, Coach. Call me, baby. I'll wear number twenty two. So Max Marsh. Who actually came in as a QB back in the day? No, maybe you know it, just by what I know from this roster that maybe he could be an emergency guy. And I also saw that Kobe Savage's dad, who is a high school coach, yeah. said something on yeah. Twitter earlier today that his boy used to play quarterback. Yeah. I, I bet you mentioned co- it on Twitter. I that bet you Kobe funny. Savage tore it up as a quarterback. I bet you he, he was, was a real was, savage. Yeah. yeah, I bet he was. But, oh man! So Max Marsh is. I guess. Oh my God, there's not one. I mean, I get there's five guys, three of them leave. Whew, daddy, if you were a betting man, like, mm-hmm. do you think they, oh, yeah. they have da, 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 a? Da, 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 da. That's fair. Do you think they have a decent shot with this waiver? I feel like it's a pretty good. Oh, we I only have, no have one quarterback. It's a true freshman. I feel like I it's mean, a decent case. The thing is, like, it's a bowl game. The NCAA has been, you know, they've already made the move with it when it comes to the red shirt for four games. True. The bowl game doesn't count towards that full that those four games. So I could see them being pretty relaxed about this. Case they could just say, hey, we, we need a guy. He's on the roster. He's not technically eligible, but it's a bowl game. I'll tell you what's you gonna know? happen. They're gonna they're gonna have Trey Spivey take snaps. And what's gonna kid. happen? They're gonna they're gonna put him in, and he's gonna blow up. He's gonna well, score like six touchdowns, and next year it's gonna be a quarterback. Uh, someone someone suggested that Platner has to take a snap. Oh my god! <laughs> I would mark out if Brandon Platner yeah. ran into the huddle and took a snap. <laughs> that would be Even awesome. Even if it was just like climbing, having fun. You know, it's yeah. the end of the game. Cat's about to take a knee, and he brings up old Randon. Hey, Randon. Go out there and kneel this one for us. Option quarterback, Randon Platner. Yes, mullet blowing in the wind. Well, and then, exactly, and then we're debating who has the best QB hair. <laughs> Avery Johnson or Randon Platner? That's a, oh, no, that's, talk about a QB competition, man. Oof. Oh, Platner, my. I, I mean, you're talking about, you know, we <laughs> talked about, I think it was last week, Cooper Beebe's playing in the bowl game. He already has some defensive line experience. You just throw him back there. He'd be a three-position athlete for oh. a game. I mean, why not? Whoa. I would, because it's the wow. bowl game, I would work in a play where, you know, it's like what, uh, was it, I can't remember what year it was, but. Dalton Reisner's last game at the Bill, they tried to get him a touchdown. Oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Where they tried to get him a lateral, yeah. and he could just run in, but it was accidentally a forward pass. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't count, but he got the announcement, he got the celebration, the bells right. and whistles and stuff, but it didn't count. I would work something like that in for Cooper. Give for him a, sure. Give He's him, or, go ahead. 
Give him a Don Terry Poe jump pass. Yeah. You know, give him the fullback jump pass over the top. Something. You got to get yeah, something. I would cool. just, you know, first, second, third goal, third and goal and one, just hand it off to hand him. Hand it off, baby. Come on. No one's stopping that. But God, then who's going to play? Who's going to take his spot on the line? <laughs> Brandon Platner. <laughs> Max Marsh. Max, dude. All right, let's take get a break. There. When we come back. Time to crown a new jabroni of the week after these words. Know your role and shut your mouth. You jabroni, you jabronis hit the jackpot. The Hollywood brand jabroni, Hulk Hogan. Ow. Is this jabroni's name? Jabroni of the week. All right, here we go, everybody. Three dishonorable mentions. I will culminate with my jabroni of the week. It's all college football um, this week with my jabrones. Dishonorable mention number one is really a hell of a story. It's Nichols football. Oh, boy, really got caught up in a jam. Uh, So, first of all, this past weekend, they got blown out by Southern Illinois in their playoff game, 35-0. They're trying to fly back after the game. They got stuck in the airport for 24 hours. As a football team, like, who gets stuck after? You chartered a plane. How does that happen? So, after the game, they head to the airport. It's like 5 o'clock after their loss. Turns out the the pilot that's going to fly them home was flying back in, and when he landed, he kind of took a tight turn, and the plane slid off the runway. And so after that happens, you have to go through all this drug and alcohol testing. It could take 12 hours to get that done. Oh, boy. So that's delay number one. Delay number two is trying to find a, another a pilot plane. to take him home. Oh, they pilot, had, yeah. They needed a pilot. Well, they were told late that night that they're bringing one in. But the thing is, they were shutting down the airport. They were done for the night. They were going to stay overnight, but they couldn't stay in the common area. They had to just kind of all bundle up in one area. Oh, my God. Turns out the next morning they find out that pilot's unavailable. So they were stuck in the airport again for another eight hours. Oh, Lord. Before they could finally find somebody to take them home. After the game ended, it took 30 hours to get home. Oh, man. That is for, a nightmare of a... Of a for air, a charter flight. Yeah. For a charter flight. They ran out I've, of food. They ran out of water I've got after a, feeling, a while. I've got a feeling I know the charter company. Ran out of water? How do you run out of water? With what they carried with them? Well, I mean, I just figured there'd be water in the airport. I mean, they could right? go to the bathroom, but they still had no food. Like, oh, and, my God. And they all had to sleep on the floor of the airport. Yeah. It was just an incredibly <laughs> uncomfortable situation. Coach is like, hey, let's go ahead and set up some of these monitors and go through film, guys, if we're going to be here all night. All right, my next dishonorable mention, I'm going to give it to Kentucky head coach Mark Stoops. This was a pretty funny story because so after Kentucky beats Louisville, big upset win, um, Hey, words get out. He's going to be hired at Texas A&M. Ooh. As a matter of fact, the word got out so much, it was reported that Stoops was already telling a bunch of people. He was telling boosters, donors, people at Kentucky, hey, I'm on my way out. I'm out. I'm heading to Texas A&M. Well, okay, so the story gets out. Some It wasn't like crazy loud from Texas A&M fans that they, they didn't want Mark Stoops, but there were some chirps, of course. The real loud voices, though, were the boosters, the donors at A&M, they were not behind no. Mark Stoops as being head, the head coach. So after the word was already starting to get out, things change at A&M. All of a sudden, the vote doesn't go through. <laughs> and now the word's getting out that they're not going to hire Mark Stoops at like midnight on Sunday. Ew. And it wasn't long after that, they went ahead and hired Duke head coach Mike Elko. And then 
Mark Stoops had to basically tuck his tail between his legs, but also not only that, describe things as on Twitter like, hey, listen, guys, I'm Kentucky through and through. <laughs> I'm staying home. I'm with the Wildcats. <laughs> Everybody knew he was full of crap. He was on his way out, and it didn't work out. <laughs> he wanted that big... Uh, he wanted that big buyout. Yeah, he wants that seventy million. Yeah, he's. I could just see him now in Lexington going. You know what I always thought about you, pal? You stink. I'm out of here. See ya, deuces. Got to come all the way back, kissing bud. Oh, that's funny. That's my, la- good. my last dishonorable mention. I'm going to give it to Nebraska. Man, they were five and three. Uh-huh. They were a game away from bowl eligibility. They hadn't been to a bowl game in seven years. Oh, that's crazy. But then they lost. Three in a row. They're five and six. They have one shot to become bowl eligible, and here comes the Iowa Hawkeyes. <laughs> Iowa's already into the Big Ten championship game. Win or lose in Lincoln. Tied at 10 in the, in the fourth quarter. Nebraska has the ball. It's their shot to go win the game. And that comes after Deacon Hill threw an interception, gave it to Nebraska in prime position to go down the field, kick a game-winning field goal. Two plays later, Chubba Purdy, Chuba Purdy, whatever, throws an interception. It's returned. I thought it was going to be a pick six. Yeah, it looks like it. But the, it was in field goal range where it was returned. And on the final play, Iowa kicks the game-winning field goal. Ooh. And once again, Nebraska, 0-5, by the way, this year in one-score games. That's been the M.O. of Nebraska the last mm-hmm. six years, mm-hmm. of them losing one-score games from Scott Frost and now in the new era. Um Nebraska going to sit at home once again. Seven years? No, is it now eight or is it this? It's is, now seven. Oh yeah. my Seventh God. straight season going to miss a bowl game. <sighs> but my Jabroni of the Week takes, me to, takes us to the Iron Bowl. What a finish this was. I was watching the finish along with others at the press box at the Bill waiting for K-State, Iowa State to kick off. Got a great reaction from the fans in the stands that were already in early with the game being shown on the big screens. Uh, an hour before kickoff. So 41 seconds to go, and Auburn has the lead. They're up 24-20. But Alabama has the football. They had it goal to go. A bad snap, an early snap on second down. Backs them way up to the 26-yard line. A penalty back to the 31. And all of a sudden for Alabama, it's fourth and goal from the 31-yard line. Alabama on their last play to try to win the game. It's a two-man rush with a QB spy, and this is why it's drilling of the week for their defensive coordinator and Ron Roberts for Auburn. Okay, it's fourth and 31. You're bringing a two-man rush, and you have a QB spy? I have never all this season, after one play, go, why? As <laughs> yeah. much as that play. Yeah. As much as that play. That decision made zero sense. Their only shot was the end zone. You're basically treating it as a Hail Mary. <laughs> Go get him. Go get him. Why are you just having a guy stand there? If he takes off and runs, there's no way he's going to – Jalen Milrow's going to get to the end zone. Mm-hmm. Not going to happen. Toss to the near side corner of the end zone. Caught in the back of the end zone. Great play by Isaiah Bond. And Alabama wins the Iron Bowl once again on fourth <laughs> – and goal from the 31-yard line. They kept him off the field. He, they, that guy will – Milrow will never throw a pass that good in his entire life again. That was beautiful. But uh, 
QB spot. Why? You were mad. You were mad for Auburn. You were angry for the fans. And that shows you are a true college football fanatic. Because I'm, like, just laughing. <laughs> All right, well, again, Auburn defensive coordinator Ron Roberts is rightfully so my jabroni of the week. we got to go and break for the hour. When we come back, it's hour number two. Mitch Palm with Oral Roberts. K-State volleyball coach Jason Manfield will join us at 540.